Whenever I hear today's passage from John's Gospel about doubting Thomas, the apostle who needed to see evidence before he would believe that Jesus rose from the dead, I am reminded of my own journey of doubt and belief. It went like this. For many years, I practiced the Christian faith according to my best lights, but I had a very timid and lukewarm understanding of the resurrection of Jesus. In common with many people who have reflected about this event for the past couple of hundred years, I assumed the resurrection accounts in the Gospels did not recount actual events, but were just stories attempting to express some experiences that followers of Jesus had after his death. What they really expressed, I thought, was this, that this great teacher was somehow powerfully present to his disciples after his death, present in their memories and their awareness. As to what actually happened at the time, I thought realistically, we just can't know that. I remember writing this in a paper at the very beginning of my, the of my theology studies. I said, if a cameraman from CNN had been there at this time, we have no idea what the video would have shown. And I thought, it doesn't really matter because it was such an important and powerful experience for the disciples that they went out and preached the good news. Now, the Gospels, of course, present something quite different. They recount real events, the discovery of an empty tomb, Jesus of Nazareth, personally present after his death to women and men who knew him intimately, eating with them and offering his open wounds to the probing hand of Thomas. What was it that led me to believe that that reality was something far smaller, just some kind of experience among his grieving and rattled disciples who expressed it in the form of stories? I think it was this. Almost all of my life and education had been dominated by people who were inclined to explain away things that didn't have the feel of science. They were afraid of being caught saying something they couldn't really defend, of indulging somehow in wishful thinking. And take a quick look at the resurrection accounts, and they don't pass the scientific smell test. And really, this way of approaching the world is the dominant one in our whole culture. And there's safety in numbers. So it has the weight of authority. And the weight of that authority made me timid enough to minimize and explain away the stunning see-and-touch reality of Jesus' resurrection. But over time, I came to understand that the resurrection accounts in the Gospels were telling us what really happened. And this real happening changes everything. 
And this discovery was not the result of a spiritual conversion experience. No, it came about because I took the time to study the Gospels and sift the evidence. What did I find? The accounts are written down early, and they come from different witnesses, and they are consistent with each other. Hmm. Then consider, if they were stories, they'd be full of the storyteller's cultural expectations. But the way Jesus rises from the dead confounds every expectation. In the Jewish world of these disciples, there were different ideas about what happened to a human being after death. The person might just go into an endless sleep, <clears throat> or perhaps be raised on some future last day. Or maybe a very just person might find himself directly with God. But the resurrection of Jesus confounds every expectation. He was dead. Now he's alive. There is no pattern for a made-up story. This is a real event. And then, who is it that the disciples encounter? It is not a ghost. It is not a hallucination. It is an actual person, Jesus of Nazareth, whom they know. This is the same Jesus who has taught them, who has been their example, still offering peace and forgiveness, still inviting his followers into God's kingdom of love and justice, and commissioning them to proclaim the good news to a broken world. And finally, consider this. Almost all of the first generation of disciples who preached this Easter faith also died for it. People do not die to uphold a memory or a metaphor. No, the resurrection of Jesus was a real historical event and it changed everything for those, and it changes everything for those who take its full reality. From the earliest martyrs to those dying for their faith in many parts of the world today, and to us. So today, after sifting the, all the evidence, I unabashedly confess an Easter faith. He is risen. The one who rose from the dead, Jesus of Nazareth, was a great wise man and teacher, a great prophet, yes. There were many of those before Jesus. There have been many since. People whose extraordinary lives and teachings are an inspiration to us. But Jesus claimed something about himself that was on a completely different plane. He said he was God's only begotten son, come into the world to release us from the daily <clears throat> domination by sin, by death to invite us into life with God, a life beginning now and eternal life beyond the grave. This Jesus claimed that in the end, 
he would draw all things to himself, right all wrongs, and console all suffering. This Jesus claimed that all this would be set in motion when he rose from the dead, bursting all expectations, encountering his followers in person, and releasing the Holy Spirit that would move hearts and minds to God. And then he did rise from the dead. So what about all those claims Jesus made about who he was and how God was working through him? C.S. Lewis famously said that a man who makes claims like these is either a lunatic or he is telling the truth. The answer is clear. Jesus was telling us the truth. And he really, truly rose from the dead to show us this truth as Thomas affirms when he exclaims, my Lord and my God. The fact and the truth of Jesus' resurrection changes everything. These are the ground for our hope of our trust in the God who calls us to share his eternal life who promises to set all things right in the end. Our ordinary life goes on, of course. We are weighed down by burdens, fears, failures, temptations, doubts. Yes, these are real. They will always be there. But it is important always to shed the light of the risen Lord on them, and in a certain sense, to evangelize them to remember that the Lord is always at our side and will never let us down. Blessed indeed are we who have not seen and yet have believed. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.